Hello everyone, my name is Alejandro Ortiz, I'm your host, and you are listening to A Random Gamers Corner. I hope you all are having a great week and being safe so far. In this episode, I'll finally be reviewing CD Projekt Red's clusterfuck of a juggernaut game, Cyberpunk 2077. You may be wondering, why the weird description for the game? Well, if you somehow don't know about the release date of this game, nor the many promises it was presented with before it came out, then no worries, because I'm sort of going to deep review this game more than I usually do for the other games I've played. And I'm just drawing a deep review in a weird way just to like show that I'm like being serious about this. I've been trying to at least review this game. But uh, anyways, mainly because there's so much shit surrounding this game pre and post release. And honestly, it, this game is such a strange anomaly of what could have been what it currently is and what it's still trying to be and it's amazing how people view it differently from the people who played it they'll say like it's the worst game they ever played it was like a mediocre game that was overhyped even with everything fixed and saying like it's one of the best games of all time just held back you just got all the different types of reactions to this game um but Anyways, the way I got this game before, like we go full on review this kind of thing, and before I afterwards go into spoilers, um, I just saw this on sale, like for twenty dollars at Walmart in de- in December. So I was just thinking to myself, you know what? Maybe it's finally time to like just check out what the hell this game is all about because I hear such great talk about it, and my friend Mason keeps talking about it. Oh, my friend slash co-host Mason, he's talking about it. So I'm just thought, you know what? I bet I gotta check it out. Plus. The main reason why I even got this game was because of the anime. The anime was Cyberpunk Edge Runners. That's the main reason why I got this game because it just sold me on the on the idea that you know what there there's a there's a great story to be found in this game as well, which I felt what because I got the same feeling from the anime. So I'm hoping okay maybe this game has like a big gem and. Like a beautiful gym inside it that's like underneath underneath all the glitchy rust and such. So I just want you know what I just got I gotta check it out. Gotta figure out what um what the whole hullabaloo is about this game. So let's begin this show. If you're new to the show, I'm trying to do a format where I do a wiki reading before I go through different ra- uh different factors of the game bit by bit. So with that explained, let's go on the let's get on with the wiki reading, shall we? Cyberpunk 2077 is an open-world action-adventure role-playing video game developed and published by CD Projekt Red that was released December 10, 2020. The game was announced during this 2012. Oh, fuck. I forgot how long ago that was. That's literally 11 years ago. Uh, CD Projekt Red Summer Conference as the official video game adaptation of uh, Mike Pondsmith's pen and paper RPG Cyberpunk 2020 an expansion for the video game called Phantom Liberty is set to release in 2023. A sequel, a sequel codenamed Orion, or Orion, or Orion, is set to start development. Um, yeah, start development subsequently. Cyberpunk 2077 is a continuation of the events of Cyberpunk 2020, taking an alternate path to that of Cyberpunk V3.0. The game is set in the dystopian metropolis of Night City. It is set in the free state of Northern California. Night City is located south of San Francisco around the area of Morro Bay, California. During Cyberpunk 2020, Night City is said to have a population of more than 5 million inhabitants. However, this number is expected to be considerably larger in 2077. 
following an economic collapse sometime during the early 21st, early 21st century, the United States is forced to rely on large corporations to survive. These corporations deal in a wide range of areas such as weapons, robotics, cybernetics, pharmaceuticals, sorry folks, communications, and biotechnology. Biotechnology. Many of these companies operate above the law, and boy, were they fucking corrupt, that's for sure. But anyways, the game follows the story of V, a hired gun on the rise in Night City, the most violent and dangerous metro- metropolis of the corporate-ruled feature, future. A robust character creator will allow players to uh, choose V's gender, visual appearance, as well as historical background, all of which may influence the shape of the game. My one quick gripe that I got put out here. Oh, I guess it's a quick con. So, you know, I'm reviewing this game. But the historical background thing, you only got like three um, origins, I guess you could start out with. And overall, I thought it was going to be like something big and major to like have these different paths. Like, okay, they're going to tell all separate stories. But honestly, you just you just start out as a mercenary in a different way throughout these three different uh, backgrounds. And other than that, they just sort they just sort of give you like more dialogue options, like related uh, related to your origin, um, throughout the missions and side missions and such. So, I don't know. I thought I thought it was gonna be a bit more than that, but it wasn't. So, oh well. The world is inspired by the works of authors such as William Gibson, author of Neuromancer, and Philip K. Dick, whose novel "Do Androids Dream of Electric Cheap?" and subsequent movie adaptation Blade Runner. Heavily influenced, um, heavily influenced the creator Mike Pondsmith and created the original tabletop RPG. Now, with that being said, you can already assume the story is about you living out life, living out life as a mercenary called V in a cyberpunk setting. Try and make the try and make a name for yourself as a Night City legend. How will you achieve that is up to you. To avoid spoilers for the game, it doesn't get any more clear cut than that. The game does have a lot of themes and questions set up with mortality, immortality, sense of sense of humanity, how much the human psyche can deal with cybernetics, corporations control over society, and so on. If you want to stick around for spoilers, I can explain my feelings on how I feel the story didn't really give me much to feel after I'd been it. With that vague enough story summary, I can get started on talking about the character writing in this game, which there's plenty of. So again, trying to be like quick about this kind of thing because uh spoilers but the character uh the characters writing and interactions are the shining pieces in this game i have to give props to the game for making me feel attached to a protagonist who you mainly see while driving or while driving around in your vehicle or only in photo mode as the game is mainly first person these interactions with other characters and the world depend on you uh depend on you and your choices which can make this quite terrifying powerhouse of a cybernetic person still feel human and relatable to the player which is great other characters are amazing and feeling human and sometimes make me forget I'm playing a game instead of a movie with how well done the voice acting is. Especially when you see the people who are most close to V reacting in certain ways, uh, depending on their current situation, their predicament. And just to like just to um, meet all these other people, these big power players later on um, in V's life and trying to become the top, well, I guess the, the biggest name in Night City. Uh, while also trying to serve their own purpose, which again cannot say because spoilers, but it's it gives you a nice glimpse into like okay, these are the type of people that make it big into the place. Like these are these are the uh, people that will call on call on you to get the job done. I will say um, it is cool that the more you do missions for these these power players, the more uh, 
the more missions can open up for you. It's pretty cool, but they make it this big thing where like, oh, you're gonna get more, you're gonna get notice more, you're gonna get notice more. Oh, like, oh, this is gonna be happening for you, this and that. But the more you go through the, I mean, at least for me, the more I went through these side missions and such, I mean, these contracts and such, I realized, you know what? I I really don't think I'm getting that much recognition recognition from people other than uh again, side mission specific people. Especially since um I just don't see the civilians of Night City reacting to me or talking about my actions that much. Like unless it's like from a uh, radio news feed, which I hardly even bother to like listen to because uh, it just doesn't feel like it's worth it. Now, moving on to uh, Void Spoilers. The music is great in this game as it does seem to fit the uh, setting nicely, making it believable the songs playing will be going around in the time period. I'll admit there are some songs that I think is just random noise, but that could be in part due to me being an old grouch, so I can't fault the game's music for that. <laughs> Before I continue on talking about combat and cybernetics, we're going to switch to a segment where I'm joined by HJ of the, Le- the Level... The Level Infinite show to talk about how they first knew about Cyberpunk, how my feelings changed over time with the game, the map diversity, life in Night City, the crazy comparisons to GTA 5, which makes me realize, you know what, is how it's crazy how I play both of these games, like, I guess in the, technically speaking, last gen uh, versions, which they're not, so, I think they shouldn't be on whatsoever, but from what I uh, from what I remember, GTA 5's, uh GTA 5 being on 360, still uh, still play amazing. I didn't have much trouble with it. It was sure it was like a lot of loading times, but honestly, the game was it was awesome. It was great. I didn't have a bad time with it. The it w- there wasn't that that many glitches and such. It was awesome. And then, but then when we come to Cyberpunk 2077 on the Xbox One now for me, it was. I, I don't know. I just felt like they didn't really product check this thing. Like there was like plenty of glitches to happen, and ding, uh, things were very laggy. Like holy shit! Like I'll admit the loading times were not bad, but my goodness, you would think that something. Uh, you think that uh, you know this game is still trying to catch up with something because if I were to be driving around really fast in this game, um, well, I'm gonna be explaining this soon and then in the segment, but. If I'd be driving around real fast, I noticed that a lot of civilians and some textures are like all of a sudden disappearing. So not fun to like see that happening in a game that's supposed to be like, you know, top notch and well, just supposed to be something of the future. But okay, with that being said, let's cut down to the segment, shall we? Hope you enjoy my little, well, my little collab segment with HJ, Level Infinite Show Podcast host. Hello everyone, my name is Alejandro Ortiz and you are listening to a Random Gamers Corner. I am talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Not sure where I'm going to be in this part, but it's still going to be in this episode and hopefully enjoy it. But for this part, I am joined by HJ from the Level Infinite show. I got that correct, did I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you got okay, it. Awesome. Okay, awesome. Yeah, okay. I always want to make sure. I was like, I don't want to ever screw up on the show. But um, yeah. Well, um, HJ, so 
you wanted to come on and talk about, uh, share your opinions on Cyberpunk 2077, but first, th thank you for, for coming on, and second, what, uh, can you, like, introduce yourself, like, um, just share, like, what your podcast is all about? So, I'm HJ from the Level Infinite Show, and one of the unique things about my podcast is we actually blend gameplay videos like you could watch on YouTube, and we and I put them on Spotify, and I also have traditional podcast content, and it blends both of those together, so you can watch or listen on Spotify, or you can listen um, in traditional format wherever you get your podcast from. That's really cool. I seen that option on spotify or anger sure yeah spotify and i was like oh that sounds cool but old laptop not gonna be able to do that do that kind of thing but how long have you been doing this um how long have you been podcasting um i started my show january 21st in 2021 and i've been doing that for a, this for a little over two years now oh nice nice yeah i noticed that your episodes are uh um, actually, really got a like, good variety, especially when they're like, there's like, okay, how to do so and so for your podcast. So that's really cool. Thank you. No problem. And um, all right, sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, so I gotta ask you, what first off, what was your um, I guess how how do you get um, how was your first exposure to Cyberpunk? Like, did you only know about the tabletop game or? You just hear about Cyberpunk like after it got announced, like um, for twenty seven seven. It didn't like hear all the, well, I guess the clusterfuck of the uh, beginning for the show. Yeah. So how I basically first you should know I played somewhat through and didn't really finish it because at the time when I got it, there were still a bunch of bugs and crazy stuff happening with it. But I first got exposed to it from the trailer um, from 2077, and they said it was supposed to be similar to GTA, so I figured I'd give it a try. Um, recently, I've gotten rid of it with my Xbox One, but um, I, did, I was playing it on the Xbox One before I sold it to my best friend. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, probably a good decision, but <laughs> I also play on the Xbox One, and yeah, I thought with all the patches and everything, like, uh, in this year now, oh, I know, from, yeah, last month, I thought, okay, this thing, this game is going to be okay, it shouldn't have any problems, it's, it's, we're already here in uh, 2022, at the, well, at the end of 2022, this shouldn't, this shouldn't uh, go without a hitch, and yeah, there were still a bunch of glitches, and the game... Definitely had um even even when I was trying to like enter the game without any um I guess without any judgments due to well you know the whole glitch fest and everything just having like a lot of false promises not being fulfilled it was just like really a really bad experience still even without all that judgment and I had I have a little bit biased because I'm a I'm a GTA um slash um 5m kind of guy so my first perspective on it was that i mean it could be it could be good it could be worse than g worse than gta um in a lot of ways so may i really I, but i really wanted to try it and i remember i stopped to 
the well-played games because we have a we have a couple of retro game stores here but being that this is the theme this is not really one of those towns not a lot i only remember crawl like two or three that we have here so i went there and that's where i bought it from because they had that in the shelf and i was like man i would try this out tried it out it was good, but there was lacking some stuff. Like the RTX for Series S, um, S it didn't even have that yet. And I was very upset about the multiplayer. Um, multiplayer, you did play, the, did you get the multiplayer update yet? Because I did not get a chance to find out if they actually had that or not. They, I don't think they ever, um, I think that was one of the false promises they made. But yeah, um, when I played it, there is nothing to show for like a uh, multiplayer, so that's still not in there. And I, I was kind, I was kind of cheesed off about multiplayer, and the, um, because the multiplayer, I felt like that would be the that would be the main core of the game that people would get to interact with each other. It was lacking on that. It really was. And yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I don't know if you've had a chance to check out the RTX um, for PC. I don't have an RTX card in my PC, so I can't do that. But does the RTX even work with it on PC? I'm not going to lie. I am not the right person to ask because I do not know anything about PC gaming. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, I was... Okay. So... I guess I want. I guess I kind of. I kind of did want to ask you. How far did you get? How far did you get? Oh, I've I've beaten the whole game. You beaten the whole game? R really? How long? <laughs> how long does it take? How long does it take? Because I tried to. Because because remember, I stopped. I stopped and I, I stopped. I thought it was gonna take take a long time. How long does it take you to beat the main game anyway? Because I have no idea. Okay, let's honestly. see. Because it's it's a bit of a hard question to ask. Well, not, not, I mean, a bit hard a question to answer because depending on how you play it, it could take you a very long time to beat it. But honestly, if you want to go to the main campaign, it won't take you that long. Because I, I remember reading an article that the devs want, or the devs or whoever wanted to make mm -hmm. the game shorter after the complaints about Witcher 3 being too long. So they made it like, almost like 25 hours or 30 hours um, to play through. And when I think back on it, I could believe that because... When I think about all the side questing I've been doing, I've been playing so many assaults, so many of the side quests that actually have some importance, all that stuff, and I just realized, wait a minute, uh, most of the, most of the, um, at least most of the important side quests, I'm done with, and I'm just going around gaining XP from from all these little, uh, mini side quests that don't really have any bearance on the story. But I was like getting tired of like, uh, going. Going over here to shoot down these people. Going over here to shoot down these people. I was just thinking, I was starting to feel like I was playing Fallout 4. I was just thinking, like, that's a very weird feeling to uh, have for a game that's supposed to be way ahead of the time. And I, that's, as soon as I thought, you know, I'm going to just play the, uh, I'm just going to play the damn uh, main campaign and just finish the game. And, and uh, some, at least three days, I was able to finish it since, like, you know, work and all. But I was just like, oh, this game is actually, the story is shorter than I thought it was going to be. Hey, I have to say though, um, I, I, um, I, um, even um, GTA, GTA story mode though, was it thirty hours if you play it consecutively? Forty? I wanted to say it was forty, right? I um, say forty-two. 
Yeah, I want to say it was. I want to say it's forty. So, cons- so considering considering the side quests and everything from Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk from um from what I have been through, it doesn't seem like it would take as take nearly as long as GTA. Maybe like maybe like only like half of what GTA would take. Um, because you know GT, but you know GTA is in, is like interlocking almost. You have in comparison with cyberpunk is story mode you go through it and then you beat it with gta you know you of course you would know this if you I mean, you do play gta right so you would know this is that you play through the story mode and then when you play through the story mode and the side quests some of the characters and story and stories from story mode kind of inter are interwoven with online mode from the quests and activities that you do in online mode. So then you have to try and beat those as well. So even if you beat the main story, it's like you're never really beating the game almost. Um, I don't know if cyber I don't know if Cyberpunk would come would do, would do the same thing if they did add multiplayer. But I remember, but that was one that was one of my biggest hesitancies about the game was that it would be like GTA if they did have multiplayer, where they would weave them together and then it will feel like you would never finish because you'd constantly be doing online quests after online quests after the fact. Oh yeah, um, uh, I know. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, GTA longer just with like all the side quests and then with the collectibles kind of side missions, which. Oh, those are a pain with that big ass map. But um, with Cyberpunk, at least, yeah, it's a very big map. But at least, like, there's like a lot of map markers. So, like, oh yeah, the stuff, um, the stuff you need for this mission is right here. It's right here, and so on and so forth. And after a while, I was realizing, okay, maybe once I finish this game, I could come come back and just uh, on the save and just play in a more casual way. Where okay, I just want to do this. Okay, cool, I got this done with. The side missions seem like a lot more plausible to finish off than um, GTA 5's uh, side content. And that w- and I one of my one of my things that I I re- that I have that I have to say I actually did kind of like about Cyberpunk. It, it was not really the, not really the glitchiness or the bugs of the game initially and then the fact that it lacked certain things, but I my 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 thing was the physicality and the diversity of the map. Um I you should know that I love large scale maps, but one of my main things that I I do when I sometimes when I do play games occasionally is I'll take different maps and compare their sizes and I'll get the free I get the game that you can free roam with the utmost um ability to explore. And the diversity of the cyberpunk map is very. If you've, you have you played Need for Speed Payback before, the mm-hmm. one that takes place in the Las Vegas themed game. No, I only have played the run early enough. Oh, okay. If you play Payback, the cyberpunk 2077 map. If you look at the maps side by side. The diversity of the terrain and the weather systems are very similar to that in Payback. Some of it desert, some um some of it urban for um forest. Um, I don't, I wouldn't, I guess you could say that they might that they might have some might have might have some mountains in the Cyberpunk game, which I didn't get a chance to explore that far outside of the main core area but i do know in comparison their map the map dynamic with the different places in the map is very similar 
to the way Need for Speed Payback operates, just on a more futuristic scale. But the ratio to yeah, but the ratio to urban and rural area is almost almost the same. The way they do the city and the desert kind of thing. That's very similar. Wow, that is crazy. Also, an interesting thing to do with both games. Um, yeah, there's. I'll I'll admit. Um, at least the diversity of the map is actually really good in uh, Cyberpunk. Like I could, I could believe it as um, you know, like different areas. Like okay, this seems like a bit more of the ghettos. This seems like a bit more like um, high, well, high luxurious kind of places. Luxurious is kind of like loosely termed with how bad things still are with in the world of Night City. Uh, then you got yeah, then you got the desert. I was like surprised with how much I was exploring. I was like, okay, cool. This isn't bad at all. Then you got. Um, you have the big, I guess the wasteland of a dump plate, a dumping field, all the abandoned cars and everything. So that, oh yeah, the scrapyard. Wow. I can't believe I forgot that term. And then, um, one place that I tried to explore, but I should really try to get the, uh, breathing underwater mod for is the unsubmerged underwater city. I was like, oh shoot, what the hell? So yeah, I, I'll admit Cyberpunk really had a good standing with having a, um, on map variety yeah so and that's what that's why that's what i like in game and games and games like cyberpunk even if you don't like the content itself there's a lot to appreciate there's there's a lot to appreciate with the map um and and the over and the design and the just the design of the vehicles um the highway system in cyberpunk is um is really neat and i just and i just i just find it fascinating i just find it fascinating like this is one thing i will argue for when you play a game even if 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 it's a racing game or a game like similar to gta that sort of thing even if you don't appreciate the content of the game itself but you've bought the game I mean, there, I mean, you don't you don't necessarily have to remove the game. I mean, you you can t- you could take the time to actually uh, to actually appre- appreciate. Maybe you might find something in the map or something in the design of um, in the design of the of the map of the game or the diversity of the different AIs and whatnot that are in the game. There might be something there that you like that draws you to the game. A lot of the games that I have been drawn to, some of them I didn't necessarily necessarily like the content or the story itself. Like I I'm this way with I'm this way with Destiny 2 and Halo for example. I didn't necessarily like the content of the story itself. I like I like the immersive the immersiveness of the map, the scenery, the, the scenery, the design of the game. Like for like for Cyberpunk, I like the map. For Destiny or Halo, I like I like the multiplayer mechanics because I'm a heavy multiplayer guy. So you could even if you can't find something to enjoy with the actual storyline, you can find something else to enjoy in the game um, besides just playing the main story. That's just that's that's the, one of the points that I always I always argue and fi- argue when making decisions about games. Don't even have to like it. Just find something else to like about the game. <laughs> it's like make an ex- it's like make an ex- make an excuse if you have to make an excuse for what for to to play it. Make an excuse to play it. I mean, you've bought it anyway. You might as well just play it. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Especially when you really do want to like the game, man. 
I really did want to like the game, man. I, I just felt like, okay, at least traveling around that city, like, it's a, it's a nice thing to do. And it, it's, um, I think you mentioned the AI, because I was just thinking, uh, it was like uh, another question that I had in mind was, like, how, how was, um, I guess, how was the night city lifestyle for you? Like, how were the pedestrians for you? Because when I, um, and at least in my playthrough, when I was like playing on the Xbox One, I feel like maybe that was like, that limited it in some way, but. I was um, driving around. I noticed that streets became more empty, and that all uh, all of a sudden pedestrians were gone. And after a while, like I just realized, oh snap! Everything is like just dead right now. And I stop. All of a sudden, uh, cars and pedestrians are around again. And I try to walk around, try to um, try to follow around some NPCs. I notice they don't really do anything. Oh, I guess just them kind of have like set lifestyle um, themselves. I just want to see how that, how it was for you. That um that that that's interesting that you brought that's interesting what you brought that up because um when I when I played it I did I did no I did notice didn't really notice I must have put it this way I didn't really notice that the NPCs were disappearing and whatnot I was mainly paying attention to just driving around and exploring but what I did but to your point about them not really being lively. Um, I hate to bring GTA back into this, but when you interact with the AIs in GTA, doesn't matter where you interact with them at, they're always gonna do something. You hit them, they die, that sort of thing. You um um you bump into them, they fall over, that sort of thing. They get up and fight you. Cyberpunk didn't have that. I really I noticed that. I actually would say it's more on par with the crew, where when you drive past the pedestrian. It's like you can't really hit them. They um they just bounce back. They just bounce back and keep on going. It's very very similar to that. It was, I guess the AI was a little dry. I I'm I'm not I'm I don't know if I'm overstating that, but I think it was a little dry when pedestrians. I would that's agree what with that's you. what I experienced. That's what I experienced. Mm -hmm. Like you, if you play the crew. You do, they they don't do they don't do anything either. They just walk around. You bu nearly bump into them, and they like say whoa, and then it's like you phase through them. That's that's literally what literally what I was going through on Cyberpunk. I was literally I like occasionally like there was just not really much event um to them. You couldn't hit them. You um you could try and shoot. You guess you could try and shoot them, but you know you're in a car. Um I did I didn't try I didn't try and get out and do that. But the fact the fact that you know, you that was that it was just like that. I mean, come on, come on, come on, CD, come on, come on, guys. You can, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not not like I'm calling them out, but golly, I mean, if you're gonna make a game, I mean, you could you you could start small with fixing the bug with your AI. I just I, I didn't I didn't really find much in the AI to like about them. They just didn't do much. Yeah. Like, um. I okay. Now this is where I start comparing some games, because uh, uh, one aspect I love about some games is when like they kind of make the world a bit more lively. So when I was playing through this game, I was thinking to myself like, "Damn, the NPCs don't really do much other than walk around, or they they do get scared from gunfire, but that's about it. Like they don't really do much. I was expecting mm -hmm. actions to like go into war with each other from time to time during in the streets, 
but that hardly like happens. the gang wars in like the gang wars in, in in some games how you'll be how you'll be in like a territory and they'll start fighting each other gosh um yeah. tom clancy <laughs> tom clancy's ghost recon wild wildlands is a great example of this you'll have you'll have you'll have your factions and whatnot with you and you'll just run you'll just go through an enemy territory and all of a sudden they're like hey wait i know this guy let me pull out my gun and shoot at him, and then they start pulling out their guns, guns and engaging in a turf war with you. I that Cyberpunk doesn't have that. I I never saw a gang fight like ever, like in my entire time playing. That was just most uneventful thing ever. It was like you're supposed to feel uh, scared of losing your life in Nice City, but it was just like I think the embassies have more danger than I ever will, but. Uh... Because I'm thinking about three different games, and first off, like Fallout 4, sometimes when you're fighting against an enemy, all of a sudden, uh, an ammo will come in, and all, nails start fighting. I was just thinking, like, you know what, I'm going to stand back and just watch. Let them fight. This is pretty cool to watch. Or, even for, even for Fallout, all the other Fallout games, like, that could happen as well. And then when I'm thinking about Saints Row 2, you could have, like, random pedestrians, like, fighting back against gang members that they randomly get attack, uh, randomly attack them, or the cops in the gang, uh, gang members right, fight yeah. Like, th those were cool to see. Even Oblivion had their own um, people to just like you know just have live out their daily lives, and that was something they advertised. And, and well, they pulled through because why not? And I I just sometimes just watch the NPCs like okay, I'm gonna wake up, they're gonna go farm, maybe go to the stores, talk to some of their friends, and like when it comes to certain time, they come back home, sleep. I was just like that's so cool. Yeah, and. You like doesn't it doesn't even have doesn't even have to be one of those games. Like I when I was playing Destiny One and Destiny Two, yes, your guardians are the enemies of of all the aliens. But you want to know what when the when the aliens are there with each other and there are no and the, and they're in your guardian is present, then the aliens it's a it's a it's a first it's a one versus one versus one or however many alien species are there. So you could be a guardian fighting Vex, and then the Cabal land, and then all of a sudden you're, and all of a sudden the Cabal are shooting the Vex. You're shooting the Cabal. The Vex are shooting the Cabal, and everybody's shooting each other. Or and and you and you could and you could add as many races as you want. You'd all be shooting at each other the whole time you're free roaming on the planet. That 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 uh, if you got like gang wars from Saints Row, you would love that because. I have to tell you, I watched Vex shoot Cabal in the head to um, where they weren't dying, and then I would come in, and then all of a sudden, it's, and all of a sudden, they were both like, "Hey, it's a guardian, let's shoot him." They start shooting at me, and then I triple tap them both to the head, and then there's more races, and we all get into like a turf war because we're all there at the same time. That was, it was fun. I have to admit, that was pretty fun. I love when the world brings you in like that. Like that. That sounds so cool. It's very dynamic. That's that's the word I was just thinking about. I was like dynamic. That's like that's what I wish the map had more of. Like yeah, the map is great, but the people inside it wish they were a bit more dynamic. Just like something more to do. It's like okay, pedestrian. Uh, what kind? Of, what the pedestrians do in this certain area? What do the other ones do in this uh, other sector? Like stuff like that. Like that's that's what I was hoping to see. But yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't. Um, was there anything? It, oh, was it? What was that? 
Uh, I was I was gonna say if you look in the memes and game talk thing, I know your audience probably can't see it, but if you look in there, I actually put the maps for both games in there. You can you um you can kind of see how the desert and the city, um they have they have they have almost equal pr proportion for Need for Speed Payback and Cyberpunk. They don't look the same. They don't look the same scale, but they have the same proportion of desert to city. Um, I published that in there if you want to take a look at that. But it look, I, I told you, I do compare them. They're really nice, actually. When you take the time to immerse yourself in the map like that, it's really good. It's really good, and it, and it helps you enjoy it more. I, I've been look, I was looking at the two. I was thinking, like, huh, that's crazy. <laughs> like, the similarities are kind of crazy, like, at, at that aspect. And um, I'm not streaming this, so but I will be posting the, uh, these two pictures, like, Maybe as a tease, like of like, okay, a certain a certain co a certain guest has one of these pictures and like so on and so forth on Twitter later on. Uh, yeah, that's that's very interesting. Like just seeing that um seeing the ratio now. Wow. Um how do you feel about the characters, like the writing at least? how how are um how are your feelings on them? So the um so the char the characters were the characters were actually very interesting, and the female characters especially. And the reason and the reason why I say say that is because, um, GTA we all we all um we all we all know about the um the female um portray um, portrayment thing the controversy over that. Oh yeah. But. What's what's controversial in this sense, the way um, which I which I really disagree with how they did it, and I and I want to know how they got it by the ESRB, is how they portrayed the females like the robot women, how they portrayed them as like you know not like not at least having some form of I was gonna call it censorship, um, 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 just for just for the sake of like cleanliness reasons. But you you probably know what I'm talking about. How um how they how they did the most of the women in the game. You know, um, like I'll I'll give I'll give the audience a hint. It has to do with clothing concerns, um, <laughs> in, in in entirety. Um, but I what I my question for CD Projekt Red would be how did they get that past the ESRB? Because because I'm surprised with the, with that in there that the game was not an adults only game honestly. Be um yes, it doesn't show like the actual like the actual like areas and like areas that they shouldn't show but the fact but the fact that the fact that they don't have proper protection in the first place much less so than gta ever did should should at least give it consideration of classification as an adults only game so i want to know how they got that past the esrb when they when they did the ratings for it that i feel like that shouldn't feel like the language is fine that would be rated m the way that they did those char those particular characters, that that is that is where I question if that should have been adults only content, and maybe they have a different opinion. But that was my that was always my question. Why was that not consideration for adults only? That's a good question. Not now that you brought it up. I mean, I just felt like wow, they're really, um. I just felt like wow, they're just not afraid to show uh show this stuff, especially like when it came to like sex scenes or uh 
or just like showing genitalia of both uh genders in the game so i was just saying like damn that's crazy but i brought that up i was just saying like, oh shoot i just remember how back then uh we would get adults only if um when the hot coffee thing was shown and, and gta san andreas Allegedly, yeah, it's a really good question. Like, how are you able to get that past the censors? Considering, you know, no, how can you? And then, like, we they would they could have got slapped hard with an adults only uh, label back then. I mean, yeah, back then, right? But, I don't know. Maybe they just felt like, okay, well, you know what? Screw you guys. Make it mature because we're just trying to tell you. A, we're trying to tell a story here. And then, but then it just leaves the question: like, Well, what about the joy toys? On what was it? Something something street. Yeah, yeah. I that that's that's um yeah. Cause um one thing one thing the rating for one thing from from what my parents and from people around me who grew up um am in those time periods had told me from what they had said is um 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 from what and from what I learned from research is that um, I pro I was born in two thousand two. So it was so around the time when I was born, it was probably like four, five, maybe like a decade ago that they have, that they had just started considering change, um, changing the ratings and adding and adding new ratings to the categorization. So the the rate so the rating so the so the ratings were literally had almost just changed a couple of years before i was born the the um the rating policies had just changed um for the at least in the at least in the united states they had in other countries it's still pretty strict but it it literally almost just changed so I'll, I'll, you have to you have to factor in if gta 5 was was and was in fact released before i was born then that would that would have been an, an adult an adults only game so, so you factor all that in. Some of the games that are rated M now should would would have an adults only tag if they were made back then. That that if um if you really if you really want to put it into perspective. Yeah, that's true. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I just I guess I got like used to like um this rain board I'd probably game progress uh, progressive like thing like okay I mean, we're okay, we're showing this and that and I know a lot of people always like wonder like how come they don't show genitalia both uh, genders. Or you know, customiz uh, customizable, customizable games, and then like then uh, CD Project Red like sh shows up with Cyberpunk, and I was just thinking, oh, so they can do it. So what's holding everyone back from doing so? I'm not sure. It's like approachability stuff like that. But yeah, I was just thinking, oh, okay, they're way ahead of its time, and even like showing uh, characters like being vulnerable like that now it's just like okay we're not like really trying to make it like horrific or trying to make it disgust or anything like that it's just like either they got a story to tell or it's just like it's just a choice that the players can do luckily with consent of course and yeah it, i was um i i gotta admit that as well that they did push a boundary which is like pretty cool, like at least just for like customization um, reasons for these kind of games. Mm -hmm. And oh, geez, I just realized thirty minutes has already passed. Um, <laughs> twelve thirty-four local time for me. Twelve thirty-four. 
Oh, okay. I was looking. I was looking at that. Looking at that too on my second monitor. I was like, we really went through uh, through thirty minutes this quick, man. Um, <laughs> I know. So, all right. Well, well, that's. I guess that's that then. But uh, I do want to thank you for having me on, um, Han, because um, because um, because. I mean, you really didn't. I really didn't have to let me on, but you did. So thank you for doing that. Um, it means know. a lot to actually get to come on, come on the show. Um, maybe I could have you on my show um, so, sometime soon. You never know. Um, I, I might. I might. I might just have. Um, might just have a um, some secret information. Um, wink, wink. Coming around the corner in March. Oh. Um, that um that I'm gonna post them that that I, that might may or may not be coming to my Twitter page. We we shall see very soon, um or maybe not so very soon. Um what I have what I do or do not have to say about that. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Thank you for uh, very much. Like you didn't have to come on, but like you did, and I I'm just glad you did. Uh, I was like thinking, like, okay, yeah, someone wants to share their pains. Awesome. I want to hear them and. Yeah, thank you for uh, coming on. Like, I think on relatively short notice. I know it was like less than a week, but yeah, th- uh, thank you for like just already like saying like, oh, okay, I'll be able for, be available for this. So that's awesome, man. Uh, before we look, it it would it, um, it it would it wouldn't have been a problem either. It wouldn't have been a problem either way, dude. Because you got I got because um I have a full whole month. Um, whole month of weekends to myself. So any t- anytime you need something, that you need something, you know what? Let me know, cause I'm here. I'm here, man. I'm here. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Th- once again, thank you for coming on. And uh, do you want to throw out anything you want to plug in, like for the audience to listen to before this se- uh, segment ends? Yeah. Um. So. Really quickly, season three of my podcast is out. Um, I have all, have the current nine, um, the first half, the current nine up here now, and like and like I hint, like I like I have said previously said, I'm working on so, working on something for March, some very big and exciting news for March. So stay tuned for that. And I'm also I'm also so I'm also getting I'm getting a new co-host um very soon, um cut um t- um because some new co-hosts soon because um my my best friends um they you know they had recently decided decided that um with personal issues and stuff in their lives that have come up they decided to leave, so um it'll be um so it's gonna be nice when nice when me and my new my new friend Elijah that's his name. Um, we're gonna start work. We're gonna start doing some stuff together very soon, and I'll have more information in March about what's gonna be coming up um, for the upcoming spring and summer. So thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming on. I'm looking forward to the episodes. And all right, that'll be it. All right, folks. Uh, that'll be an e- the end of this segment. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you once again, HJ, and see y'all next time. Oh, talk to y'all next time. We are back. I hope you all enjoyed that. Thank you once again, HJ, for coming on to the show. And I hope that gave insight in our experiences with the game. On to the last section now that I haven't touched on the combat and cybernetics of the game. The combat 
fucking rules. You got plenty of options on whether you want to physically beat your enemies up with either gorilla fists or melee weapons, slice them up with mantis blades or swords slash knives, shoot them up with a great assortment of weapons which you can mod to have suppressors or even track down their target. Yeah, really. Or mess around with your cybernetic, cybernetic enemies by taking away their sight for a moment, giving a shock, burning their system, or even force them to flatline themselves. Yes, really. So you really can't go wrong with how you tackle enemies and how you tackle the enemies, their outposts or missions, and the assault quest you can find yourself dealing with. Either go guns blazing or sneak in and sneak in and out like a ninja. The game really shined in this department as well as with making gameplay fun. And of course, this could be aided with cybernetic implants you can give yourself, which could range from giving yourself more armor, the ability to jump up a building or double jump in the air, the gate, uh, status effects, or types of damages. So much of this without repercussions, which hints at B's insane pain and mental threshold. Which if you haven't seen um if you haven't seen Edge Runners, did um this kind of uh, cybernetic implants could take a toll on your body. And if you know about the Lord, then this could make people like, you know, turn into a cyber psycho or have cyber psychosis in other words. But yeah, you, uh, you don't deal with any repercussions just to let you know. So, which I don't know. Some part of me feels like, oh, okay, that's great. But also another part of me was like a bit uh, disappointed because I was, I don't know if you're going to like present this ding, that's like very present in the game itself. And just in the world in general of cyberpunk, you would think that, you know, they would have some kind of bad side effect for your, for your character to have to have so much cybernetic implants on you. But no, that's uh, that's glossed over. Oh, well, I guess um, maybe this, this is a case of story and gameplay segregation. But anyways, I feel this really took advantage of Cyberpunk 2077's uh, setting more than anything else alongside the character writing and side missions. The side missions, oh man, yeah, they they did great with the side missions. Um, there's like there were like some where I just thought, you know what, um, don't really think this was really worth my time. I just I could care less. But then there were others that I feel like, you know what, this really adds to like V's character as what, what kind of person you want V to be. I remember like rescuing some uh rescuing a monk in a in a way where I didn't kill any enemies, and the monk was just very grateful for it. And I was just like, yeah, that, this is very cool. And sometimes you could um you could just unlock new weapons when unlock new weapons or gear uh depending on which que- a side quest you decide to do, and then not forgetting to mention um the cyber psycho uh, sightings those were very fun for me to do not for like oh man I can't wait to kill off this uh, crazed individual now it was more like the case of I really hope to like knock this per- uh, knock this person out and hopefully. You know, hopefully get them, get them into therapy or some kind of rehab so they can like recover and help this lady out with trying to research data on why the heck cyberpsychosis happens, how to prevent it, any way to treat it, stuff like that. Like that's what got me into like completing all the cyberpsychos uh, sightings um, quests. And there were plenty of others that are like a bit more goofy. Like you gotta like get some ta- um, to get some taxi children back to their taxi daddy. I'm not going to explain what the hell that all means. If um, you ever want to play the game or you decide to watch the vi- a video of what the heck that could possibly be about, be my guest. I'm not going to stop you. And 
I've, the side quests really helped with adding to the world, in my opinion. Like, I think the the side quests did more for the uh, did more for the world of Cyberpunk than the main story itself. Uh, that may be a hot take. I don't know. I don't know if anybody who plays the game wanna like. Uh, I don't know. I guess. Shit, what was the hell is that word called? Debate against uh, debate that against me. Be my guest because uh, that's just how I feel. I really didn't get like a great feeling from the story once I was like finally done with it. Now for the finale, finale before spoilers. My overall feelings. I love the setup for the game. I feel there's so much potential to be explored than what the main story did. It had an interesting, interesting premise, but but the more I completed side missions and watched the interactions between V and other characters, the more I cared less about the story, especially with how the story makes me feel doing anything is all for nothing. It doesn't help that your exploits don't even give you recognition from the citizens of Night City unless you're using dialogue choices you need to scale check in the first place in certain uh, side missions, which doesn't feel satisfying enough. I mean, there is this one... Because in the main menu... It's not like spoilers, but in the main menu... Uh, either main menu or one of the menus for your fucking inventory or whatever, you can check uh, how's your progress and your reputation in Night City. Saying like, oh, okay, like you are just, you're just this guy that just happens. I mean, I'm just saying guy because I chose a male V, but oh, excuse me. Um, you go out like you're just saying like you're just a person that's just doing like small jobs for right now. And like, oh, now you're getting some recognition, like all this and that. Like everyone's starting to know your name. They whisper your name, but I didn't get that feeling. And it it, it would have been cool if like if that mirror were, were to go up more and more. The more people, uh, more cops will like look, um, look the other way, or citizens would actually like point you out and such, or even like, I don't know, I guess maybe give a gift to you for like taking down a criminal that you didn't know had any connection to them, had any connection to them and such. And even more so, like, even mentioned, even like, like I mentioned earlier in the, what the fuck is it called again? Wow. Oh, collaboration! My goodness, collaboration with HJ. I would. I thought that it would have been really cool if they, um, if enemies, uh, enemy gangs and such or whatever, were to suddenly like try to put a hit on you, like try to track you down, or they, they would, yeah, just try to like put a hit on you, put some kind of bounty, make you feel like yeah, you're living in Night City. Like people uh, will carry grudges, but the most that you can ever see like an enemy gang being hostile towards you, like, other than, like, missions and side missions, uh, purposes or whatever, you you could just probably, like, go uh, go straight up to a bunch of gang members, like, uh, crowding around, and, like, once you uh, stare at them long enough, they'll get creeped out, and then they try to uh, try to fight you. Or you go to this one, one area of the map, I forgot which one, but it's, like, an area of Night City where, like, it's a game that's just like straight up hostile with you if you uh, stick around too long. Like, I wish they could have been more on that, but I guess there's never going to be another chance unless they do more with this game, like add more DLC or, or do more updates. I don't know. I feel this game needs a bunch more updates. But other than that, it doesn't help that this game... Um, it doesn't feel smooth at all. Then again, I blame myself for playing it on Xbox One. But I'm not going to buy a whole ass next-gen console for this game for the quote-unquote intended experience. 
It's very glitchy and crashes once in a while. Even watching other YouTubers that play on higher-end PCs, the game still got major hiccups, which makes me feel less bad for playing on a last-gen console, especially when um, they shoot down the enemy. Like You would think, like, oh, okay, they're going to naturally, naturally ragdoll, but no. Sometimes they, they stay stuck in the air, or even their guns stay stuck in the air, which is so weird for a game that's supposed to be supposedly very well-polished and such. Um... Yeah, I love, but I love seeing, uh, I love seeing through these companion stories as they're very human like and interesting to follow through. Seeing these people's stories as they're trying to live in such a shitty place, it, that's what's something that I feel like that's where cyberpunk shines when you're like watching, uh, see, watching, experiencing, and trying to control these stories that occur in Night City, occur inside and outside, like. How people's lives get affected by this damn place. There's a there's a lot of uh, lore to explore and multiple texts between NPCs and such to build the world. Though I won't lie, it still left me with a meh feeling because sometimes some of that stuff just repeats and some things just kind of like lead to nothing. Like weirdly enough, like yeah, there's like some info that's like, oh okay, this oh this is how this led to this. This is how this character ended up dying. Stuff like that, like, oh, this person is very corrupt. But at a point, I, this became like a bunch of words to me where I was where I was just thinking, you know what? This isn't very important to me overall in the end. All I all I know is that whatever bad guy that was around beforehand, Beast gonna knock was Beast gonna knock him off uh sooner sooner or later, or already did. Whew. However, combat is amazing and undeniably great as long as no glitch gets in the way. I don't mean that as a joke, because sometimes I just get knocked into a different street. I'm just like, what the fuck? How did that happen? But I think that about, about sums it up for this recording. If you like to stick around for the spoiler section, you're more than welcome to. Because, uh, okay, just my overall feeling about it overall. I mean, I'm repeating myself, but my overall feeling with the game, I feel like there is a lot of great potential but it got held back a lot by a bunch of false promises that were put in. A, even though I didn't try to go into the game with expectations like clouding my judgment. Sorry, clouding my judgment. I feel like this game was still sort of suck by itself. No offense, but that's just how I feel. Not suck, but it was just way, way overhyped and I way overhyped and what it actually is because that's what I was, that's what kind of like got me into the game. Like just to see what the hell the hype is all about. And then it's like way less than I thought it was going to be. So that was a big letdown. And well, that's just disappointing. You know, I never want to like go into this game and just uh, bash it all over the damn place. Hell no. I want to like have a great experience to see what made this game so great for other players. But I didn't get I didn't get that feeling, and that fucking sucks. Nah, it wasn't a great game to finish. Um, it was it wasn't a great game to finish off from last year. So, oh no, last month. Sorry, I'm losing track of time still. But yeah, so that's where we're at, and hopefully you all enjoyed this episode. I hope you all enjoyed. Well, just enjoy this 
enjoy this um, review overall. Hopefully you're not mad at it. Hopefully that gives you some insight on like, how someone else felt about playing this game. And be sure to check HJ's uh, channel, the Level the Level Infinite Show podcast. And hope you all come back for, uh, for another episode. Stay safe and peace out, folks. Stick around for, well, the spoiler section. Hello, we are back, and welcome to the spoiler section for the Cyberpunk 2077 review. It will not take long, I promise you that. It's just gonna, I'm just gonna lightly touch on just certain things that I just really didn't get with the game or just didn't like overall. I felt like just felt empty um, after like it's all said and done. Okay, let's get let's get this started. First off, I. Well, when it was like, turn, it turns out like this game is, um, the story is going to be more about you, V, the character is, um, the Merc, whatever. It's going to be all about trying to be the big top dog of, you know, having the biggest name and Night City, wanting to be remembered forever and ever. I was like, okay, fine. Like, this is kind of like a, a bit of a basic story. Like, well, let's, let's see how it goes. And after, the unfortunate demise of Jackie, which I really didn't want to, uh, really didn't want to lose like so early in the game. I gotta say, having the having that little um, montage of, um, I guess the montage of of V and Jackie going uh, game uh, game becoming a big name in Night City, I felt I felt that should have been something that should have been played through, just because I felt like. That would have been cool to like play through and try to see like what, how they became, how they became popular, how they got to uh, learn about these characters, uh, these big name players, and such. And I just felt, well, damn, that was a waste. That was like a bit of a robbed moment, because like once we get, uh, once it's time to like get to know these characters, saying like, oh, you owe me this and that, like, oh, um, V, remember you owe me that one thing, or oh, like, like saying like, no, come on, I was just. I just thought to myself, this this is not how this is not the way I wanted to like learn about these characters. Like, this was the way um the way I wanted to like learn about them or like just try to get to know them. So like, oh, my first contact with them, see like what they're all about. Like, all I know now is that okay, they're just like they're just a they're just like a big big name player that just has me in their pocket or just has me as a contact. Um, I just happen I just happen to have a history with them now, but. I don't know. I feel like that was such a waste to have it just a montage to skip over be, uh, getting in contact with these characters. And moving on, uh, moving on from that, after Jackie's death, and like it turns out that now you have um, you fucking have uh, Johnny Silverhand in your head, and now like you're only on a limited amount of time to live, and you get reminded of this constantly throughout the story. But you're like go off, uh, go fuck all, and go around digging around with side missions and uh, assault missions and all this and that. It sort of makes you. It, it's just kind of like a bit. I don't know. It sort of drove me like a bit insane with just thinking, okay, if you're if you know you're gonna be playing all these side missions out here, why do you keep wanting to like put um, throwing it to my face like, hey, you're close to dying. Hey, you're close to dying. Hey, you're not gonna. You're, you don't have much time left. It was just like. What's the point then? Why why should I play this? Like the story is making me feel like I there's no point in playing the rest of this game. 
nor have any reason to like try to experience Night City. And even then, like once I experience more of Night City, it's like it's a clusterfuck of a place. That it's not some place that seems like a place to just uh, stay in and try to thrive in. Because I'm just trying to think to myself like, okay, so if I try to like think of the uh, dialogue choices that would make sense to like flesh out these character, all, all I'm getting is that he if he's uh there he's worrying about being all alone. He's worrying about being forgotten. He's worried about be, not being surrounded by anybody, not being surrounded by family, not being surrounded by friends, or being loved by uh, people. So I'm just thinking to myself, like, well, isn't there an easier way to um to kind of like go about that than just I don't know, go down the mercenary life? Like, I feel there could have been choices for the origins, where okay, you know what, you want to be and uh, you be one of the few medics that actually give a shit about people and want to go uh go up against uh the fucking status quo of like uh fucked up uh, insurance policies on health and such that that could have been cool like also now you're uh killing off these um top executives or whatever these ceos that make the decisions to screw over people and such like that would have been fucking cool because then you're actually fighting against the corporations that are trying to well screw over people because that because this is something else uh, a theme that thro- gets thrown into your face constantly Corporals suck. Corporals fucking suck. Corporals are just draining the health out of the out of the citizens. The corporal got their balls all rubbed up in your face, like shit, like that. You hear that constantly. I'm not saying like that graphically, but like I'm just trying to make a point right there. But it, it's just like it just makes you wonder. Okay, then what the fuck can I do? Because like Johnny over here is like trying to tell you, like, you know what, you gotta you gotta kick, you gotta kick the corporal's ass, man. You gotta do it. You gotta like. God fucking listen to me or so I'll fucking kill you. Like maybe in the first set. I don't know. The word transition, like, okay, he's like grilling you're grilling up on your ass, trying like trying to kill you. And then he's like, you know what? I'll fucking deal with you for now. You you seem kind of okay. And then throughout the whole time he's like being a piece of shit to you or like being a piece of shit about the situation with any anybody's uh unfortunate situation. And then all of a sudden, like near the end, he's like a lot more sympathetic towards you. And I'm just thinking, well, that just came out ass nowhere like okay cool he saw that he's buried and uh fucking butt fuck town out of nowhere and now all, all of a sudden he's like growing a conscience and like feeling bad about stuff <laughs> i don't know maybe i'm just being harsh i'm being actually harsh now than what i originally said i would be but it's just it just it gets a bit all over the place and like how it makes you want to feel like you want to be this bad as a nice city. Oh, wait, you're dying now. Might want to rush in, like, try to save yourself. But also, be sure to check out all these other people's stories because, you know, th- we're trying to make a world where you want to learn about things. Like, trying to make yourself feel you lived in nice city. And I know this will probably be a feeling for people like, oh, okay, we want to make the players um, experience nice city as V and make them uh, have enough fun inside there long enough to make them... Uh, miss uh, Miss Night City, like V possibly would when they're like leaving uh, this. Once they're leaving the city behind, and and whichever ending you choose that has V living at least for a, a bit, a limited time, and visiting other, um, I mean, going off to with whoever you paired him up with, or just whichever ending that has him like going off in the sunset, that ending 
But I uh, whichever option that um whatever dialogue choice that pops up that says like yeah I'm right I'm ready to leave Night City behind or I'm not gonna leave that place like all I got or or when I was with Pan Am like leaving with her inside and her ending I just chose the option like whatever I'm gonna miss I got right here because also V is a fucking smooth talker in that ending that was pretty damn good to- uh, smooth talking but like it's true what. All he got. I mean, yeah, he has good, really good friends there. It's a, it's a shame you can't take him, take them along, because they all deserve better than that fucking shitty place. But my goodness, it's leaving from there. It's probably, it probably is the best option, because well, once you defeat, um, yeah, you sort, you made Arasaka get fucked real hard, and then have, um, well, depending if you do kill him off or not, you killed off the fucking big ass Tin Man. Then you were just ready to live out the rest of life however you could with V. It's a uh, I don't know where else, where else I can go with that. I just felt like the whole theme about mortality and immortality. I feel they were trying to make a big statement about it. With okay, look at this way your your mortality is like right in front of you. You're gonna fucking die. Well, like, what if I never complete the storm mission? Damn, that's it. He, v lives forever. V for vendetta, fuckers. But they think we're so clever with the photo mode. But anyway, uh, but other than that, again, back to the corporations. I feel maybe they really could have went into different uh, with the different origins. They really could have had different story paths for those origins because once again, I feel it was a bit of a waste a waste of potential with having with just having the origins just be end up being uh, dialogue choices that, I mean, special dialogue choices later on and specific side missions and story, uh, story missions. And Am Smasher's fucking fight. What, what a fucking disappointment. I mean, I get it. Like, maybe you're supposed to, uh, you're supposed to tackle that mission, like, maybe earlier than you're supposed to. But, of course, I'm going to grind the shit out of, like, taking on all these side missions and such. But there was a point where I was finishing up this assault mission. I was just thinking to myself, you know what? I really don't think there's any point to trying to uh, drag out this game, uh, game, gameplay time any further, because I think I'm ready to just fucking see what the uh, where the story is taking me to. And before I knew it, I was already dealing with the second to last, uh, second to last mission that before it gives me the whole. Um, you, you, this is the point of no return mission. You better like get your shit together. So I was just thinking to myself, wow. That was very fucking fast. I I feel like there was a big sections uh, cut out of this story. And I'm just, I remember people, I mean, I just remember reading up on how uh, The Witcher 3 was like so long that people kind of like complained about it. So CD Projekt Red being the, made a stupid decision by making this game, uh, game story shorter. I was just thinking, no, you know what? Make the montage thing be part of the game. Make have us live out uh, mercenary life like how we grew to like learn about these big power name players be- um, before like I guess things get more set in motion or I don't know I feel like stop with stop with the whole rushing feeling with jo- um, Johnny Silverhand taking over your mind soon enough I don't know I, uh, again I was there was like a lot of hype about this sto- uh, this game I'm not sure if it was about the story, about the combat, or anything. Because whenever I ask or try to look at whatever people hype the game about, they're saying like, "Oh, it's because uh, I I noticed that they go first for like saying like, 
this game is gorgeous this game is beautiful stuff like that like when the uh, when we're talking about the graphics or like their freaking laptop um their laptop or computer graphics can't catch up to the game itself like visual and such i'm just like okay that means fucking that means shit to me that doesn't mean that means a whole lot of ass to me like what was that served me like in in the grand scheme of things i could because i remember having a grand old time with old uh, game boy advance games and like all those older games growing up i don't give a shit about the visuals i care about like how much uh how much fun i had with the gameplay and so i'm hearing all these stories like like starting off with uh graphics i'm just thinking dude like it's great that you had uh fun with this but like get on with the point and people are probably wondering, like, okay, get on with the point. What are you trying to say? Well, fuck you. Anyways, I'm making this spoiler section review. Not you. Make your own, I guess. <clears throat> but I'm just, uh, I'm just saying, okay, cool. It's great that it looks great for you, but like for, like for other people, it's probably just gonna, it just look some generic shit. Or sometimes the map variety is awesome, but to look at all over the place, sometimes I feel like there's a freaking brown filter. Like there's a freaking shit filter all like constantly on. I will share screenshots to some uh, to some friends whenever I'm trying to like uh well yeah I'll show screenshots of the game to other friends other podcast buddies and they're saying like is there like a filter on this like what what's going on like this doesn't look as bright this doesn't look as uh, vibrant and I'm just thinking like what the hell you're right and I would edit the hell out of those pictures in order to make them actually look like what the what I believe the game is supposed to look like. And I'm just thinking, wow, this game doesn't really look that good on older consoles then. And I'm just thinking, why make it available, CD Projekt Red? Why make it available for, like, the older consoles? You knew this was not going to turn out so damn well. Again, and even without the graphics, the gameplay is great when it's working. Oh, the freaking combat is bloody as hell. It's ludicrous as fuck. Like, you're, you're getting what you're, you're getting... Uh, you're getting your uh, what do they call it euros or whatever the fuck they decide to call the end game money, but you're getting your euros dollars worth of like uh, using up your weapons, like freaking blasting your enemies apart. Or if you were like me, you found guts, um, Veronica's weapon and uh, city center square or whatever city square of Night City, and like using guts was a fucking blast because like all a lot of enemies were like losing their fucking limbs, and I'm just thinking, holy shit, this. This feels awesome. This feels like power. Or even just like trying to distract enemies or having to freaking off themselves uh, while you're like uh, distracted with other enemies because of your cybernetics helping you out. Like that shit was awesome. That's great stuff right there. I feel like this combat would have shined more in a game that actually uh, actually took, it, took itself a bit more serious with trying to put out a product that was more complete instead of something that was hiccuping a, couple, uh, a bunch of times. And nobody can tell me that it's oh it it's perfect now like okay cool it doesn't seem like this that's the case for me when I um when I'm playing this game and all of a sudden it's like stuttering like crazy or I can't I arrive at a mission and it takes like fucking three minutes to for the quest giver or a, situ, a certain situation to appear and pop up and actually register that I'm right there right in front of them like they're legit invisible until like all of a sudden they appear out of nowhere. And now they're like, oh, okay, we're he's there. We're ready to start this mission. I was, it, it's just it just takes me out of the game. It's really not not that great of experience that I had with it. I said it before, um, 
and Dave's Discord from Tales of the Backlog. This certainly was a game. It was it is the game of all time. It is it, it it was it was a game. It was the most game of the game. Some kind of game. Oh, man, that was 15 minutes of fucking ranting. My goodness. If you are if you're not tired of listening to me talk, then wow, I'm amazed. Either you love hearing me be angry, like a lot more angry than usual. Um, cool, I guess. But yeah, I'm I'm ready to be done talking about this game. It gives me a headache. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I hope you all have a wonderful week slash weekend. Um Thank you for listening to the spoiler section, or any that, even if you haven't played the game, you still got uh, still want to listen because you don't care about spoilers. Well, again, thank you for just coming by, and yeah, that'll be it. Hopefully, next episode or so of whatever I put out. Hopefully, you'll enjoy. Thank you for listening, and game on, gamers. Peace. Mm-hmm.